and welcome to Second Operator, the podcast dedicated to portable synthesizers and dollless music. I am your humble host, Shines, and this is episode 11. Today, our guest is Hooch, someone I've been learning from for a very long time. He makes some really incredible OP1 tutorials, um, actually other tutorials as well on YouTube. I am so, so excited to be bringing him on to the show today, and I cannot wait to get into the interview. We're going to start things off with a bit of news. Um, I took a little bit of a break and just so, so many things happened. Uh, first of all, the first little thing is um, a little company called Sonicware. It's a Japanese uh, instrument maker. They've only been around for about five years, but they have been absolutely killing it lately. I mean, they've come out with things like the, the Live-In or the Live-In Texture Lab, the Lo-Fi 12, the Sample Trek. But now they seem to be going full OP1 with their newest design, the ELZ-1. It's this multi-engine digital synthesizer with a four-track looper built into it. So, I mean, basically, it's this small musical powerhouse for your desktop. Um, it doesn't actually look to have battery power, so I'm not sure if you'll be taking this into the park or the, you know, the proverbial field. Um, but it only costs 600 US dollars, and it's now available. Um, actually, the last time I checked, there were only about seven left in the initial run. So definitely get in on it if you are interested. But this thing looks absolutely incredible. It's got a little screen. It's got some clicky looking uh, keys on it that apparently are velocity sensitive. And something about that four track looper, um, I guess it's sort of like a MIDI based some sort of work uh, workflow, which actually sounds pretty interesting. I'm kind of curious to read a little bit more. And if you do want to read more about it, um, you can check out the more information on uh, the creator's website. It's created by someone named Dr. Yu Endo. And you can just go to dryuendo.com to find out more about this amazing new synthesizer. Pretty awesome. Uh, moving on, second synthesizer that came out in the last couple weeks is, um, well, it's Behringer. Um, another week, another shameless Behringer clone, right? This is the Pro 800. It's an eight voice polysynth based off of the sequential Prophet 600. Not really loving the weird sort of telephone dial button panel design, but I mean, hey, if you want eight voices of synthesizer goodness, then this really does seem to be the best bang for buck out there. Um, it really does seem to pack a punch in terms of sound. I've heard some of the initial reviews are actually pretty good. So eh, maybe a synthesizer for the desk to keep an eye on. Thirdly, I wanted to talk about this really weird experimental type synthesizer. I mean, we all know of synthesizer maker Love Holton, who is a very, very uh, talented synth and just thing maker out there on the internet. Um, this is one of the coolest little videos I've seen this week. I mean, this is a little drum machine that he has created. It looks like it's made out of a, a solid chunk of wood, and it has a small circular window with really what seems to be a black... Well, it's actually a ferrofluid, but it, it really just looks like a symbiote from, you know, Venom or something like that. But if you guys go and check this guy's video out, you will see that this thing kind of dances to the beats. It's this weird, small clump of magnetically suspended fluid. It looks oddly alive. It's really weird, but honestly, it really looks super fun. So definitely check that out. I'm not sure if this is going to be sold at any point soon. I think this is just kind of a one-off art piece. But if they start integrating ferrofluids into more, you know, instruments, um, I know they, I think they sometimes use them for large speaker systems. But if they start showing us, you know, these things integrated within our instruments, I think that would open up a whole new um, sort of a visual style in our, um, in our synthesizers that we love. 
And that's all the waffling I'm going to do. Um, I really, really want to get to the interview for today. I really want to welcome our guest, Hooch, live from, I think, sunny Melbourne. I'm not really sure. We'll have to ask them. But Hooch, welcome to the show. How are you today? <laughs> Good, mate. We are in Melbourne and it's not sunny. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is your winter, oh. isn't it? Yeah. Wow. And I'm noticing, I can't help but noticing that you are inside a vehicle. Um, do you mind telling us a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's, I've been working on this for the last few days. It's like a, uh, it'll be a camper, but sort of roaming studio sort of situation. You know, a couple of sort of speakers either side that I can take in and out of the car nice and easy and room for all my synths and stuff. A couple oh of OP1s, wow. SP. Um yeah, I just sort of in the stage where I'm figuring out where I'm going to mount everything, and yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, it's really you, fun. It's true. I mean, I every now and then I just have to like gut my studio and just kind of start from scratch and just kind of figure out where everything goes. But I, I, I can only imagine how fun that must be to have a brand new space, you know, which is your van, and and it's a pretty small space. So I think you're going to play the Tetris game of trying to figure out where things fit best. And I really, I, I can't wait to see how that's going to um, kind of evolve over time. But let's let's rewind a great deal here. And let's just kind of start. I, you know, obviously I've been following you for a, a long time. I really, I really dig your stuff on OP1. Your tutorials are awesome. You make really awesome beats. Um, you really seem to have a way with um, kind of live mixing that I don't think a whole lot of other, you know, DJs and live mixers that I've seen at least um, really have uh, communication wise with their instruments. So um, let's just kind of take it back. I'm really curious as to how you got into music. Can you maybe tell us about your early life, maybe something about just what got you into music? Yeah, so uh, in year eight, so what's that, maybe 13, 14 years old, mm-hmm. my uh, cousin was playing guitar, my brother brother played drums, so they told me I had to play bass. I didn't have a choice, just <laughs> that was it, you're playing bass, we need a bass Fit player. Into the band, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and that sort of playing bass got me into uh, more into hip hop and electronic music because you start to listen to bass lines all of a sudden. But before that, you know, if you've if you're not playing an instrument in particular, if you're not playing bass, it's very hard to know to notice the bass line unless it's a real prominent in your face sort of situation. So true. So, it's yeah, like that, the root note, right? It just kind of blends yeah. into the background. Yeah. Yeah. So that's started sort of hearing bass lines more, and then that sort of directed my um my taste in music a little bit cool. um yeah we did, and we were in a cover band for a while so we were playing at pubs and bars and things weddings and functions and stuff like that um yeah it was, it was good fun pretty different to what i'm doing now though yeah i mean um because like right now you're you, you do all this electronic stuff so what um what was sort of the journey that got you into op1 uh lockdown so nice. Um, my my brother and a mate of mine, we all went sort of pretty large for thirtieth birthdays and forked out for big gifts. So they got me an open one. Oh my god, um, that's amazing! Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> that's great. A big, that's yeah. a big gift, I, I will say. That's right. Yeah, we we went pretty large. Um, so yeah, I just I got into the into synths because I was working from home and had more time to do it. Yeah. I think I started with a Volca. I picked up a couple of Volcas okay. real cheap. Um, nice. You know, yeah. some lady 
divorced their husband and started selling all his shit pretty cheap, so I cashed in on it. Oh my god. I think that's like the holy grail that all a lot of us are looking for is the person that's trying yeah. to get rid of someone else's stuff and they don't quite know what it is and they're just like, Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Here, here's a here's a Moog matriarch, just like here, take it, you know, and you're just like score. So you started with Volcas, and I mean Volcas. That makes a lot of sense because those are the gateway drug into desktop, you know, portable desktop sense. But um, I'm assuming you had the Volca base. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I had had the uh, the base and the beats. I nice. swapped the beats nice. out for a PO33. Oh hell yeah! Back. Nice. Um, and I had Volca samples mm-hmm. as well. I had the the one and the two. They were cool. Yeah, I, I mean. For the price and for what they are, I think they are pretty great still, you yeah. know, at that. But once you've got an OP1, you probably don't need it so much. Yeah, I mean, OP1 is is just all of that stuff kind of built in. I've, I've actually been toying with getting a PO33 myself, but then I realized this thing's got all the, you know, the sampling capabilities and all that. And that always is like, oh, maybe, maybe I just kind of hold off on it for another couple weeks before that thought just kind of starts surfacing again it'll happen one of these days well, man. <laughs> you know if you've seen select um the french dude french producer select he oh, does great of... stuff with the focus sample and the oh. op1 sort of leaks him and does a lot of oh, stuff he's, he's amazing damn oh, yeah, i gotta check <laughs> some of that stuff out that's awesome <laughs> wow so that's that's what got you eventually i mean i i still can't believe you got an op1 as a gift <laughs> that's that's actually really cool um yeah, I mean, yeah. It, you pay for it in other ways, right? Yeah, that's nothing's that, free in this life. That is very true. <laughs> and you're actually you're an owner of two OP ones, right? You've got the uh, OG, and then you've got the field as well. Yeah, upgraded. So nice. I, I um, my plan was with the OP one to gig. So do a couple gigs, make a bit of money back, so oh, okay. your hobby's sort of paying for itself. Yeah. You know and. Uh, I, I had two OG ones, nice, and I was mixing between the two. Oh hell yeah! Um, sort of like using them like decks, mm-hmm. you know. So you got deck one, deck two, just a simple wow. fade between situation. Wow. Uh, and then the the main reason I got the field is because the stereo workflow, you know, four stereo tracks oh as opposed God. to four mono is just oh, a yeah. massive upgrade. Oh, it's insane! But then the yeah. set, you know, you've got six. Is it six or eight? Yeah, I think eight it's six tapes, think. six tapes that you can swap between. Yeah, unless there was like eight. a... It might be eight. Wow, damn, that's that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but six or eight, but, you know, because one, one sort of six-minute tape set was getting me, you know, hour to an hour and a half wow. gig time. Wow. So you can just gig forever with that. It's great. That's insane. And actually, you're the one that I learned how to use the tape track uh kind of speeding it up and slowing it down to achieve different you know speeds uh, rather bpms rather rather than you know re-recording all the stuff at at different tape speeds and um your looping workflow i think was really really what got me more interested in in playing with my op1 live and now you know all i take on stage with me is my op1 and a little vocal um just a little vocal unit that kind of helps me use my OG one as a vocoder. And that's basically how I've been running shows. Actually, this whole year, um, I've started playing a lot more shows this year. Started saying yes to a lot of things. But yeah, that's really your workflow is really what kind of like inspired me to want to. Or it really just kind of helped me think, okay, even with six minutes, this is completely doable. But I honestly, I can't imagine having eight times that. I mean, you could be gigging for like seven hours now. You know, you could play one of those... um, 
you, know, you can just play like a festival or something like all day. <laughs> totally. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that that was the kicker for me. And you people talk about the price a lot. And yep. yes, there's other stuff that you can get for that price. But when you look at like high-end decks, you know, like mm-hmm. the XDJs and CDJs, you're paying mm-hmm. so much cash and the average punter can't tell the difference. That's just sound quality, right? Right. I mean, as far as everyone on the dance floor is concerned, they're just a giant MP3 player. Right, right, so, right. <laughs> you know, if you can pay, like, everyone's comfortable, like, oh, yeah, six grand for CDJs or whatever, fair enough. Yeah, that's it's a steal. <laughs> like, if, if, you, if you think about if, if you're treating it as a DJ thing, yeah, absolutely steal. Um, well, that's really cool, man. Um, well, how, how, speaking of your videos and stuff, you know, the, the tutorials and things of that nature that you're making, how did you get into creating this kind of content on either Instagram or uh, on YouTube? Uh, I, good question. Hmm. Uh, again, I think that was all just lockdown. I just uh, had a wow. bit more time up my sleeve because I was working from home. So you don't yeah. have the commute and things. Right. Um, and I mean, I always liked the producing side probably more than performing, but now with the way that, you know, you can perform with, you know, it's sort of it's sort of music that can compete with the average dance track that's chucked up there, average house <laughs> track. So being able to sub in where a DJ was is, that's what I want to be doing. Wow, that's um, cool. So yeah, I guess I guess the production thing got me into filming, doing the videos and stuff, and and building sets for um for the purpose of gigs. Wow. Uh, and it just gets you good at the instrument as well. So if you yep. sort of like, I'm going to build a set and I'm going to record it and I'm going to chuck it on YouTube. Um, it's good practice. Yeah, it was just a good, yeah, good practice, and you come out with some cool stuff. Oh, that's insane! Yeah. And I, I actually have an excerpt from one of your videos that I would absolutely love to play. Um, this is, I believe, from your hip hop. Uh, your most recent kind of hip hop set that you kind of put up on YouTube. Um, and, you know, for those that are watching on the video or maybe listening, just kind of keep a, an eye on, I think it's your left hand where you're switching all between the different tapes and you're holding things down and you're just muting things. I think that's something that um, for all of us OP1 users out there, I think that is the sort of, you know, the, the sort of mechanism that I think teenage engineering was. I don't know, maybe they didn't mean for us to use this instrument in this particular way, but dude, you are getting such like amazing stuff out of this. So let's take a listen to that now. And then when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about, you know, maybe how you've continued your life on Instagram and all that kind of fun stuff. So let's give it a listen um, right here, right now. So like I said, you do have a connection to the instrument that I don't think a lot of us do have. I mean, I miss a lot of timing when I'm playing live with this instrument, and I actually sometimes hit the wrong button. So you definitely have like the layout of this machine down. Um, and you've, I guess you've had your OP1 for what? If you got it during lockdown, it's been about, what, three years only? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Wow, my goodness. So a, lot of, a lot of practice. So you must gig a lot then, huh? 
Uh, not as much as I'd like. I mean, it's not there's not heaps going on for live stuff that I've found. You know, it's um, I'm like I said, more subbing in for DJs is what I'd like to do. Like, I, if I could do like a Sunday gig at a bar, because everyone nice. thinks you're a DJ anyway. Right. You right. Know, so you're. You know, so if you can jump in on one of those, that'd be cool. And that's, I'm doing a gig on uh, July 8th at um, Bad Decisions in Fitzroy, and that's opening for a DJ lineup, um, wow. which I've done before and it worked really well. You know, it was, um, yeah. That's awesome. Is that Fitzroy Island? No, no, Fitzroy in Melbourne. So Melbourne, okay. Yeah. Wow, yeah, there's a few Fitzroy's getting place. around, isn't there? Right, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually really curious. What's the synth scene like there in Melbourne? Uh there's there's hardware, a lot of hardware sets cool. uh, for like really hard techno. Interesting. Um, which I'm I'm not really doing, like sort of high BPMs, acid house, and, and that oh, sort of what? stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, the, there's a, a we've got a nice little. I don't know, it's sort of turned into a little crew, like a little hip-hop team, the yeah. Beats team. So cool. we've done a couple of gigs together, um, you know, with SPs and uh, Mark used the Octa track. Uh, yeah. Nice, nice. Beat Rush on the Electron. Yeah, a few yeah. of the other boys are SPs. Yeah, mostly SPs. Yeah, so there's wow. a good little group there that we got going. Yeah. Um, cool. And there's a bit of a beat scene, but yeah, not not so much for that housey stuff. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess. No, that makes, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I'm always, I'm always kind of curious to know like what's happening in other places in the world music wise, you know, like obviously like modular is really big right now and it's just kind of sweeping the world, but it's, I guess it's bigger. Oh, <laughs> everything. Okay. <laughs> everything. Okay. It's a good thing. I made a nice box with some foam in it. <laughs> nice. Is that soundproofing or is that, um, some other kind of setup? box yeah no that's the oh oh that's your that's got your op1 in it that's like literally where you keep your that's really cool wow yeah it's all foamed up lots of foam everywhere oh my god so do you do woodworking as well uh yeah a little bit i mean i'm i like it okay so you're just kind of dabbling you're not like building a euro rack skiff or anything like that nah okay nah i'm I'm building this van this is all yeah, that's, that's all you. My God, that's awesome. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. So Mark.Wave was on a holiday in, in America and he was yeah. telling me the scene over there is like, um, you guys are doing heaps of stuff. There's a like, lot going so on. So comparatively, yeah. I think you're sort of kicking our ass. Uh, but I, I guess. <laughs> well, I think there's just, I feel like in, a, in the States, um, there's just kind of like a, we don't really know what we like yet. We just like, we just kind of, like or pretend to like everything so you'll go to us you know i go to a lot of these synthesizer events and you'll see some folks that do play house music and do play kind of more acid you know techno kind of stuff but then you know right after them will be like a, a sound like a noise you know guy and it might sound really painful but everyone is pretty chill about it and at least they pretend to enjoy it a lot of the time so i don't know i'm not sure what i would prefer because you know i come from japan where everyone's kind of stuck in the 90s or 80s and that's just kind of the way things are and i move here and i you know at least everyone's kind of rooting for you here you know no one's really no one's really mean (laughs) which is nice but i I mean like i i visited australia this was like 
2004. So I mean, it was a completely different world back then anyway. But um, yeah, it was just kind of curiosity. I, like, I wonder what the music is like over there. But if, if you're saying that it's, you know, acid you know, techno stuff, it sounds like sounds like a cool place. <laughs> you know, um, so interesting. Yeah. So there's no, I guess there's no not a whole lot of modular there then, or at least not yet. Maybe just a small group. Yeah, the, yeah, that that hardcore yeah. stuff, like the the sort of faster paced techno, they're yeah. getting into. They're using modular gear for sure. Interesting. So all actually, I, I noticed a lot. Most of your instruments are portable, um, like portable desktop type instruments. Was that kind of done on purpose? Like you always meant to be, you know, traveling with your instruments? Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I like um, battery powered. Is is what I was going for you know so nice. just about everything i've got i can just take away with me um it's beautiful yeah go to a park or whatever and easy for gigs i can i walk to most of my gigs live in brunswick so i can just chuck it in a bag and walk up there and stumble home at 1am whatever Love it. <laughs> yeah it's nice wow and i guess the culmination of all that battery power goodness is the van that you're in yeah exactly yeah the so van studio once i once i get that all figured out it'll be great i'll have some good footage i hope Oh, that's going to be awesome, man. Yeah, I guess like we'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on your YouTube channel for, I guess, like when when it's all ready to launch. Um, so are you going to do like a tour of what the, the great outback? Like, are you going to kind of go all around um, Australia? Yeah, so I've been driving around Victoria, um, mostly with my brother, just sort of camping. We do an annual trip and go oh, up to Adelaide God. and oh, go on the coast. Beautiful. Yeah, I love it. It's the best. So, oh, my uh, God. Yeah, I want something that can... I can stay in a little longer, go a little further, um, and have all my toys in it. Wow. Oh, that's super cool. I guess you'll be sleeping in it, or maybe you'll have like a tent or something. Yeah, sleeping in it. So all this stuff, I mean, I can can show you around. Yeah, of course. (laughs) So this big box behind me is on like a, I don't know if you can see the arm. Maybe not. Wow. So that's that's a little engine. Sort of looks like that's the passenger door there. And that's kind of yeah, the level so that, that we're box at will come down, pull down, and this box here—it's not finished yet, but that will also come out and down. Wow. Um, so it makes the bed, and that way you've got lots of storage. Yeah, you've got a nice little bed situation, and then I've got room for speakers on the side, so I'll have a left and right, and yeah, nice little setup. Dang, that's awesome. I'm I'm kind of curious to know what the um, because I'm. I'm just I'm kind of curious about your process here with I guess writing music and such. So do you take a lot of inspiration from being in kind of these natural places or just being outdoors? I think that's when I I have the most time, you know, so mm-hmm. you drive to a place, you stop and you're like what now? And because I sort of a person that can't really sit still, I always need a project. Cool. I can't really just be there and relax for too long without getting fidgety, so I know the feeling. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a good way to, to build some time and and when you're relaxed and you're chilling out, it's when you're feeling pretty creative. Wow. I guess. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. Are there like any particular places that you like to hit up? Like, in, do you go to like the middle of the desert, or is what's what's it like? Uh mostly coastal because coastal. you've got um, you've got a shower. You go to a beach car park, <laughs> you can have a shower there. Nice. Yeah, that's always handy, and you've got to be able to swim somewhere. So there's you know, uh, there's some good freshwater swimming spots, um, you know, in Victorian high country, wow. which is only you know, a few hours from Melbourne. And then you can go up the coast. I mean, there's so many great beaches, wow. uh, even though it's a little chilly in Victoria. <laughs> um, 
you know, summertime's good. Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's heaps of great places. Tasmania too. Tasmania's just sick for a oh road trip. Uh, yeah, nice beaches, good swimming spots. How do you get to Tasmania from where you are? I mean, do you have uh, to... you got to drive your car on a boat. Okay, so you take like a ferry, and it, it takes you yeah. over there. Okay, wow, that's that's. Ins- I mean, I'm I'm hoping that you do all this with this with this super van that you're building because I really want to like I am, see uh, that. Yeah, the trips yeah. are all they're all booked in, mate. Oh I'm going God. to Tasmania in it. In, uh, serious? That's in April and Easter. Wow. Oh man. So that's kind of like what fall or um. Oh no, that would kind of be like April. Uh, uh yeah, April. Yeah. Like, April. Yeah. Like getting getting into the the cooler kind of seasons. That's really. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. It's it's just it's just fun to hear about the southern hemisphere every now and then too. You know. It's so like, I I live so uh, like you know like I barely speak to anyone in the southern hemisphere. It's kind of crazy. Most of the folks I know are, you know, they're in Japan or they're in London. I got lots of family everywhere, but they're all in the same, you know, seasons as I am. It's just so it's so fun to to hear that it's all kind of flipped. <laughs> Come hang out, mate. I'll I know. Oh my god, it'd be so cool. Because um, I I've actually never made it as far down as uh, as Melbourne before, but I've always been curious about you know doing that. I've always wanted to see the great, you know, the outback. Um, you know, I I do hear about big bugs. Um, which, you know, coming from Japan, we do have some, we do have the centipedes there. We do have some pretty big centipedes, but we don't have the, um, I think you guys have some like killer spiders there or something, man. Like it's just, you know, it's one of those yeah, things where man. I'm like, oh, okay, let's just, we'll just take it, That's take Queensland. it easy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. I mean, here, here, North, I live in North Carolina, which is the Eastern U S and we have the black widow spider here. So that's that's the one that you really kind of have to watch out for but it's like it's tiny it's tiny and it it doesn't really do anything you just kind of see it and like maybe it'll like inspire a song or something i don't know but like you guys definitely have some some pretty deadly you know dangerous kind of things there that well, we'll you know i'll get out there at some point <laughs> yeah yeah they're okay they don't hurt yeah oh man well, that's great. Well, so far, you've given some particularly good advice on what to do when you are backpacking or car car packing in this case, you know, across Australia. Look for beaches where you can shower. <laughs> Look for rivers because uh, those are just, you know, fun, really inspiring places to be. So I was wondering, you know, if we can kind of segue into, you know, people that are coming into synthesizers and maybe are kind of unsure as to, you know, what to go into or how to go about you know, getting into this world, is there any advice that you would give them? Anyone who's new to the Instagram or sorry, the in, the synthesizer world in general? Well, advice for, uh, mm. yeah, the synths is just buy one and clock it, you know, and, nice. and good way to do that is to set a target, like build a live set or book a gig like you, and it mm. doesn't have to be in that order, you know, like, nice. um, the house stuff that I was making on yeah. the on the OP one, I made a you know a ten second loop, and I was like, shit, this could work at you know this is like an actual house sound and track here. It's nice and simple. It's scaled back. It's a sketch, and then I booked a gig, so that I was forced to you know finish it in two weeks or whatever, and it, it was like got stressful towards the end because I was I ended up having to bring everything I owned. Um, just to fill four hours of, of time. It was just me doing that. You had to do four uh, hours. Your was, first gig was four hours. Yeah, the first with electronic stuff, yeah, it was wow. four hours. Oh, and my God. I had 
couple of Volkers, uh, had uh, <laughs> a pocket operator, and had the OG one. Wow. Yeah. Damn. So I, that's actually solid advice. Get a deadline. I think deadlines definitely, yeah. you know, they, they really do light a fire under our ass and just really make us like, okay, now I have to finish this. You know, um, I think that's really cool. I mean, speaking of deadlines, um, are you working on any upcoming, well, besides the van, any albums or any, you know, types of live sets or anything like that that you're currently working on? Yeah, I want to do a set. Uh, I haven't actually built... I mean, aside from that sort of uh, that last hip hop video, nice. I haven't done a, a house set on the field, like a full six minute tape nice. set, um, which should be super cool because of the stereo workflow now. It should just, yeah. you know, I'm expecting that to sound pretty nice. So I want to get that done. Um, I also did a house set on the SP404 using the sequencer. Oh, nice. And that was, that was fun. Like, it's a bit limiting, but you can get a lot done and, um, you know, changing between patterns is easy. It's just really hard to get your levels right. So I, oh, it's the been mixer. a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a tough yeah. one to revisit because you're using all the same drum sounds for all the samples Ooh. that you're running. And, right, um, right. Interesting. It can be a total mess. It's not easy to change levels on the fly with that thing. So, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's been a, a ball ache to even think about, you know. So, that's why I haven't. <laughs> the plan was to finish that and, and make a video with that. Cool. I yeah. guess that's, is that the newest member of your arsenal? Uh, I had a, an SP404SX um, for a while and, and I loved that. Uh, so, I just when their Mark II came out. Nice. Uh, my neighbor, who is Japanese, was over oh, in cool. Japan. He's, <laughs> cool. a, he's there now. Nice. Um, I'm going to have to get him to bring back some more toys, but yeah, he nice. hooked me up. Shout out. Brought that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, he's, he's going to that great synthesizer store in Shibuya, probably. <laughs> there you go. Right, if he doesn't yeah. know about it, I'll just him into it. Oh, man. Yeah, there's. I forget I forget exactly what it's called, but the next, I'm, I'm going there in October, and I'm, I'm going to go a little crazy. <laughs> nice yeah man oh that's really cool dude i mean i'm i'm obviously i'm really excited about your new videos and stuff but if i can if maybe if i pick up a couple sp404 tri uh tips from you i might be a little more leaned into getting one because i you know some of my friends here are are getting their hands on some sp404 mark twos and i've always been kind of curious it does look like a kind of a larger pocket operator it's got all the buttons and all that kind of you know the grid based stuff but it does communicate with MIDI and it does all this other stuff that I'm really kind of curious about. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that video, man. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that you're kind oh, man, of, just, yeah. just buy one. If you're just, getting, buy, just one. buy one. <laughs> just, okay. Yeah. 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 That's like a, something I'll never sell. I mean, unless they do a really? live three, right? Oh, damn. Yeah. They're great. They're just great for live. Yeah. They, I mean, one. they really, they really do seem to be built that way. Right. Um, um, so you mentioned, you know, writing, uh, you were said you were like building, you know, house sets and stuff like that. And you started with like a 10 second loop. Do you just kind of freely compose each part of your loop? How does that process work? So I reckon the biggest power with the OP ones, and this is what a lot of people neglect because it does require a little bit of like training on some instrument is the endless sequencer. Then nice. the sequencer is the bomb. So oh, yeah. for, you know, for when I'm doing a, like hip hop stuff and you don't want things to be quantized, I'll just play the drums in or 
Um, maybe I'll play part of the drum so it's a little bit messy, but then maybe quantize the kick or something and nice. just play the hi-hats. Um, but with the house stuff, you for most for the most part, you want everything snapping to the grid. So yeah. everything, you know, if I'm going to chuck a, you know, a ba- a, like a kick down, I'll mm. just use... Um, and it's usually four to the floor, right? So nice. use the endless sequencer for that, nice and quick. It just makes things really fast. Um, but yeah, you build build everything uh, on a separate track and either play it in on the keys or program it in with the endless sequencer. Wow! Oh, that's super cool. And then you just kind of do one little segment, and then I guess does that inspire the next segment, or generally do you just kind of leave that little loop behind and start with a new idea? So most of the stuff, because I was, you know, because I started doing it on the OG one and yeah. I wanted X amount of tracks right. to sort of move between. Um, when I say tracks, I mean sort of like songs or snippets of songs. songs yeah. that when you drop stuff in and out, it feels like a full song. Nice. Um, so I was having like two like two loops. Uh, I think they may be 64 steps or okay. something like that. Yep. But yeah, two loops for one song. So, so cool. you've got at least one sort of variation, one change. Nice. Um, but with the – when I build one on the field, that's where, you know, you can have three or four loops for one song and you can oh, get man, that's nice. quite detailed, you yeah. know, because then I can just – I can use something small like a pocket operator or – just anything really just to um while i'm changing tapes on this yep. which is instant as well that's nice um and i figured out cool tips so if you're at the end of a, a tape yeah and you need to change to the next one on the field you can just slam like um you know delay or reverb and then when you as soon as you load oh up the God. next tape which loads instantly the reverb will play out or the delay will play out so you're not going to lose um audio which is yeah yeah oh my god so cool i guess they really thought of everything when they when they built the field like that is something that you know obviously the the op1 only has one tape but there's like there's some janky limitations to it right that like you know you're gonna lose some you know if you hit the stop button all of a sudden you're you're you know it's it's not gonna work out too well but that's really awesome that they keep the tape going um do you actually speaking of the op1 field do you use any of the different i know there's different tape emulations built into it do you use any of those you know in in the stuff that you do i've looked into the differences between them and to be honest i don't think i've even <laughs> pressed the button that takes me to the other you know tape mode <laughs> tape just, modes, right? okay <laughs> yeah whatever the like the studio four track whatever the default is yep. and that's it nice. i mean i, I think i I love the OP1 because I, it's fast, you know, and you can just make music immediately. Like wow. I haven't, I haven't really dove deep enough into synth engines on it or anything like that, or the LFOs, all the different options you've got. Sure, sure, yeah. There's a lot. Um, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah, there's heaps going on. That's I mean, so don't cool. get me wrong. There's lots, there's lots of things that piss me off about it too. But <laughs> obviously, it's it's meant to be a sort of a limiting you know, system with the four tape tracks, the loops and all that kind of stuff. But I think within the confines of that, I'm I'm really impressed with your own style that you've seemed to have kind of developed on your own there. I think it's it's an instrument that all of us kind of tackle from different angles. And um, you, you've definitely made it very far um, in terms of just, you know, compared to a lot of the folks that are, um, that, you know, that have these and, and don't necessarily run entire gigs off of them. So it's really, really awesome, man, that, um, 
you know, that that you can make all this stuff on there and then kind of tell us about it. So well, that's interesting. I was just kind of curious if um if you were using some of the other tape machines on there and, you know, it turned I guess it turns out it like for live gigs does it on I don't know, I'm not really sure it matters. But <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're you're really making me hover on that buy button for the OP1 field here, man. Like I just got to like get get my plane tickets first. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it just depends what you want it for, right? Yep. Like if you, I think if you're gigging with it, yeah, it, it's definitely worth it. You can yeah. have multiple sets and you can be flexible. Right? No, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of just on one right now, and it's just like, all right, maybe might be time to add another little little thing to this arsenal here. But you know, there's time. <laughs> also, I don't want to fall into the gas world, you know, the gear acquisition world, um, where I'm just like, all right, if I get this, then I'm gonna have to get like three or four other things. So. It's uh, it's always a slippery slope. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, especially like, oh my God, like being on Instagram, um, you just see, you only see the stuff that other people are constantly buying. And I think it is an engine that's designed to make you want to buy stuff. I guess kind of YouTube is very similar in that way. But, um, yeah, I really, I really do feel every time on there, I like really just get hit with the gas and I'm like, oh man, if only totally. this did this or whatever, but no, nah, it's, it's, it's fine, man, for now. <laughs> um, actually, I was going to ask, so how long have you been on Instagram with um, your since? You said during lockdown you started. Yeah, during lockdown I started. Yeah. And, um, uh, that, yeah, so I don't know, maybe three, two, three, three years or something like that. Gotcha. And then woke up one morning and Instagram deleted my account and I oh started from scratch. Yeah, I saw something yeah. about it got hacked or something weird happened. Yeah, someone hacked into Facebook. I had some message, you know, saying this is the code and it looked real strange, but it was uh -oh. from the legit Facebook, you know, it had wow. come from that number or something. Um, wow. But yeah, Instagram were like, you're, you're not 13 years old, so we've permanently deleted your account and you can't. You can't recover it. Oh which my sucks gosh! Wow. I mean, all your like gig opportunities and releasing uh, music and you know getting on people's tapes and right all that sort of stuff comes through Instagram for me anyway. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like your followers, your you know people that you've kind of like become friends with, really, you know, over a long period of time. It takes a while to build that. Um, yeah. Dang. Man, I was, yeah, it's really sorry to hear about that. Um, well, wow, so so the, it's not like they didn't see a picture of you, right? I mean, you don't necessarily look thirteen. The the beard kind of gives it away. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I mean, what's the point wow. of linking it to your Facebook account right. and all that sort of thing? If they if, can't yeah, verify, oh, that sucks, man. I mean, it, yeah. damn. Well, yeah. that sounds like it's some kind of weird automated thing that must have happened. You know, there was probably no uh -huh. humans behind it. It sounds like just a legal thing. They've just said too many problems if the kid gets on here that's not 13. Oh, my God. So, Ugh. yeah, Ugh. <laughs> I guess the bot, the bot that hacked would have just, yeah. like, clicked, yes, this is my date, this is my birthday, would have been today's date, would have oh, said, all right, you're zero, no. uh, you can't use uh, Instagram. Yeah. Because <laughs> who knows when that'll change. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that, you know, this helps kind of get the word out about your new account, um, which is at hooch music okay. underscore. I believe that's what it is. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping this kind of yeah. helps that that sort of spur and get some get some attention out there and get some some of the um you know the followers and stuff back, which I'm sure you'll have no problem with. I mean, I, your YouTube is you know is huge, so you know I think your Instagram will quickly follow. 
Um, that's really awesome. Well, before we close, I mean, I'm wondering if, if there's any other things that you want to shout out, any upcoming like community events or anything like that that you just want to kind of say on the air. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the gig at Bad Decisions in Fitzroy, um, opening the night there, uh, sort of like 7.30, 9pm, um, doing the house sort of stuff. I'll probably just bring one or OP1, or I might just fade between the two, do that little deck situation. Nice. Um, yeah, look out for the Travelling Studio. The next, the next live set that I post will be out of here for sure. It'll be looking a little prettier. Wow. Um, oh, I can't wait for that. And I'm working on a track for uh, Spare Time Collective for a lo-fi tape that they've got coming out soon. So they're an Aussie uh, hip-hop producer label. Um, and, yeah, they do lots of cool stuff. Damn, yeah, you got a, you got a, lot, a lot on your plate. <laughs> yeah, well, that track is, is fully produced. I want to do the whole thing just on the field and then chuck it into Ozone and Light Mastering and that's it. So. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, all the, the compression and the, the limiting and all that kind of stuff on OP1 is so powerful. So, Oh, that's exciting. Well, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. I mean, we'll keep an eye on your YouTube and your Instagram account for all that really cool stuff too. I really, I mean, as a as a hobby woodworker, I'm really excited to see your studio come together. Um, I'm, I'm nowhere near the building the inside of a car yet kind of like make a shelf that's about all i will do right now but um <laughs> but man really this has been uh, i'm really excited to see what's coming up but yeah but thank you so much again for being on our show and for you know sharing your you know musical background with us your process and just you know inspiring us to get out and travel the outback and shower in strange areas <laughs> thanks very much yeah man. thanks for having me it's yeah fun awesome well once again you've been hooch um, you can find Hooch at at sign Hooch Music underscore on Instagram. And I believe your YouTube is just Hooch Music. And I'm hoping yep, everyone finds you there too. All right, man. Well, you have a great rest of your day because it's morning for you there. And um, I'm going to go put my kid to bed. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Chat to you soon. Yeah, take care. <laughs> All right, and you guys have been listening to Second Operator. Thank you so much for joining us here on the live stream or in audio and being part of this amazing, awesome, growing community. Please keep an eye on my Instagram page for more details. If you do want to get in touch with me with any news or community shout outs, please connect with me on Instagram at at sign second.operator as well as on Twitter at second underscore operator. You can also find us right here on YouTube at youtube.com slash at second operator. And eventually we'll be on every podcast platform in the universe we are already on apple podcasts and on spotify which is um i think most of the podcast universe if that even is a thing if you do want to support our show we are actually on patreon at patreon.com slash second operator the lowest tier is currently sitting at one dollar a month which will still get you a cool sticker for participating and supporting the show and for being just an awesome, awesome person. For all the listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you next time. Have a great day or great night. <laughs>